Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Dylan Tent. How's it going, Dylan? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. Doing good. Doing good. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Back when you uh, were really little, did you want to grow up to be an agent? No. No. What no. did you What did you want to be? <laughs> a chiropractor. Oh, tell oh, us. That's way different than what you're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> My dad is a a very successful chiropractor. Okay. And, um, I would go and visit his shop. And if, if I would have been able to do that as an apprentice and not go to college, I probably would be doing that, but I'm really more happy with what I'm doing now. Um, I didn't like the science classes and, um, I found myself writing in my chemistry lab notebook, uh, ideas on how to never take chemistry again. (laughs) And I switched to an entrepreneurship program. I'm at Schoolcraft college. And then a, a professor failed me in English uh, on a test. Um, I think it's because he overheard me making fun of his ponytail. Oh. <laughs> and so um, I quit college and um, started, uh, I became a helicopter pilot. Okay. Nice. So what, where did you, uh, where did you do your training at? So I did it at the Oakland Troy airport. I did my private and my commercial license there. I did my flight instructor rating at Maple Grove airport in Fowlerville. Yep. And then I did my instrument in Long Beach, California. Oh, wow. Awesome. So how'd you go from um, going to college to then being a helicopter pilot to then being an agent? How'd that work? So I was in Long Beach, California, and I was going to accept a job as a flight instructor there. And they wanted me to teach people that barely spoke English how to fly. (laughs) Um, And they were giving primary students to brand new flight instructors, which is idiotic. Yep. Um, And these people were very untalented that were coming from China. So... One of my instructors actually had uh, a girl her first day as a student pilot um, hit the wrong foot pedal and flipped the helicopter on the ground. Um, He didn't get hurt, but they wanted to pay $400 a week for that. And I was like, (laughs) you can't do that in California. So I was flying over Malibu and I was looking at all these big, beautiful homes. And I said, hey, I bet I could take a picture of that house, sell it door to door and make $500 a day instead of 400 bucks a week. Yeah. So did so you I, end up doing that? So I came back to Michigan because that's where I like, lived full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I rented an R44 and a photographer and we flew around Oakland County and Wayne and Livingston and took pictures of all the big houses and businesses. And then I went door to door selling the pictures. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Nice. That's kind of a crazy story. So then how'd you get to an agent where you just kind of go into all those houses and going, wait, I could just sell these. <laughs> well, one of the guys, his house was for sale and okay. he was a friend of mine. And he's like, Hey, I think you'd be better than this, better at this than the guy that I hired. If you get your real estate license, you can sell my house. So I went and got the license and my first listing was a million dollars. My second listing was a million three from somebody on my hockey team whose parents saw the real estate video that we made for the first one. Yeah. My third listing was from an open house that I did at the first listing. And it was for just under 3 million. And at that time I was 24. I'd never had a real job. And all of that happened within about two months of getting my license. Yeah. You're probably like, uh, crap, I can make way more at this than anything else. So, <laughs> so how did you, uh, so then that kind of probably got you right into the higher end market. Cause you're mm-hmm. kind of doing a lot more of the, the higher end stuff. Um, so then is that kind of what kind of jump started you? I would say so. And then I, I wanted to work at the best luxury real estate company. Um, and a friend of mine who was actually, I, I was living with in California, 
he was into like fancy stuff, art, wine. And he's like, oh, you got to go work at Sotheby's. And at that point I hadn't heard of it, but then yeah. I went and looked into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like undisputed heavyweight champion of luxury real estate worldwide. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's the international. Under- yeah. And, okay. you know, it's like they only put offices that are in an area with a high enough average sales price. So mm-hmm. we're not often competing against a million, you know, offices in every city. Um so, you know, I, I, I really have enjoyed working there um, and it's been really fun so far. What's yeah. been your most memorable experience with real estate? Good or bad? Either one, <laughs> whatever one you want to tell us. You can tell us both. <laughs> I mean, my goal with the real estate was to be able to um, purchase a helicopter and use it to sell houses all over Michigan. So mm-hmm. um, in 20, what is it, 2019? I think it was, yeah, 2019, I, I bought my first helicopter. Okay. And... Um, you know, I've been able to sell a lot of homes in different cities because, you know, like for example, last year there was a day where I had showings in Lapeer, Metamora, Howell, and um, one other city, like far enough where I would have had to drive for seven hours just yeah. to okay. make four showings. Yeah. Um, I played 18 holes of golf that day and then I flew to <laughs> each of the houses. And then I still made it home with plenty of time. Dang. Um, and so that, that's been fun. But um, so that, that's probably the, as far as memorable good, uh, that was the goal was to be able to um, eventually get to where I was owning and not renting. Yeah. And then using that to sell all over Michigan, which, um, you know, we, we just sold a property up in Mayo. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have no problem, you know, working up on Lake Michigan or, you know, anywhere that's a high enough sales price to justify spending the cost to fly there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I remember that one in Mayo. Is that the one that, uh, is that the, the one you're talking about? Is that the one that we went up and took photos of? I remember you flying up there. There was um, two up there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And you did, you did both of them. It yep. wasn't the one where we shot the arrow up into the air. It was the one, um, the one off the, golf, the course? golf course. Yeah. That one is a pretty nice one too. That one had a nice view. I like the, I mean, yeah. just that nice big window and stuff like that. That one looked awesome. Um, that's pretty cool. Did you, has the other one, um, sold yet since, since it then? is not, okay. But we've had yeah. off, you know, we had offers on it and I actually don't have the listing anymore just because, yeah. um, we're a little probably far on price and reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So what's well, your, uh, what's your bad experience then? You said you had ooh. both there. So you got to <laughs> dive into that so, one a little bit. <laughs> uh, there's probably two, but okay. one I'm going to talk about. Um, and it was this, the, the people that I was selling the house for were wonderful. Um, we listed their house and the person who bought it was from an open house. And then he listed his house for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. And then his house sold to somebody that was for sale by owner. Um, and then my people bought. And so there was four contingent on the sale contingencies. Right. And three people without agents. Oh, so I'm doing the work for all four of them. Oh, yeah. dang. And then Bank of America or Chase, one of the big ones, mm-hmm. um, missed the closing deadline. So we had four people that had to reschedule their moves. Wow. Oh, no. um, the for sale by owners, one of them actually, the guy moved into the other person's house before it closed. And it was just a nightmare because everybody's the only person to yell at in the transaction is me. And I'm not even involved with half of these people's deals, but yeah. I have to go and babysit them all. So they all close. Yeah. Yeah. So yours can close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I've been, I looked you up on Facebook and you do a lot of videos, right? Can we dive into yeah. that? Tell us about your videos that you do. So right when I got started in real estate, my friend James Cook with Cook Productions um, shot a video for a great landscaping company called Imagine Design and Build, if you've ever seen them. And I saw that and I was like, 
oh my God, you could use that to sell a house. And I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Um, mostly people had just done like a drone video and then mm-hmm. they sync up like, you know, just stock music from Apple. And then it says like the address at the beginning and right. that's it. And it's like, a you know, it's yep. not like it's a bad product, but it's not that exciting. Yeah. Um, and we started doing stuff where we would identify the lifestyle of the house and then find a way to either like really badass or really funny sell the house. Okay. You know, yeah. so we would either, you know, we've jumped motorcycles over houses. I saw the dirt bike. The, um, you did a shoot where the dirt bike was going through. I'm just like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, we jumped down off of my buddy's pool too. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that, you know, I mean, even like movie parodies, we've done Toy Story. We've I done saw that one. That one's, that's other, one of my other ones that are coming that are going to be awesome. So, and they would get 4,000% more traffic if yeah. I was in them doing something funny, like a happy Gilmore swing yeah. than if it's just the house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's crazy, especially because I know you're using Instagram a lot. Um, you want to jump into that? Like, is that, is that your platform that you uh, pretty much the, use the most? The, the platform of censorship and no free speech anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, I like man. TikTok, even though it's from China. Yeah. I like TikTok too. It's hilarious. Do you put a lot of videos I, I out on still, TikTok? I still like to, I, I still like TikTok. I get more engagement, more views, mm-hmm. more likes on there by like 2000% than I ever have on Instagram. Huh. Mm-hmm. And I get paid. Um, and Instagram just wants to uh, censor me because I speak to the truth. <laughs> Scam. So, yeah. Well, good old TikTok then. Good old TikTok. But I still, I, I do love Instagram. Uh, Facebook you know, if Zuckerberg accidentally fell into a wood chipper, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be bummed about it. What's your TikTok I bet, name? I bet not, the 99% of the yeah. other people that work there are probably great people, but they're yeah. just absolutely ruined by that dunce. Yeah. What's your TikTok name? So everybody listening can hop on and look at your, look at your stories there. Helly Realtor. Okay. Same for Instagram. Okay. Oh yeah. Helly Realtor. Yep. Yeah. Check it out guys. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So what, what kind of advice would you give somebody kind of just starting out in the business? Um, it, like just a either agent or just kind of any general business. You're going to love this one. Go for it. Hire a professional photographer. Oh, dang. oh yeah. <laughs> Should we, uh, I just can't. <laughs> won't say no to that. Won't say no to that. <laughs> yeah. So, That's awesome. Uh, so the cell phone photos, they don't do it justice, right? Yeah. No, they don't. Okay. I have not. Um, <laughs> never really done that. Yeah. I mean, for, from other, other than that, you know, I would say, um, if you are getting into this new, the easiest customer to sign is somebody that you've already worked with in mm-hmm. some other way, shape or form. So <clears throat> it's, you know, obviously you have to tap into friends and family. Um, I would dress up every day if you can suit and tie cufflinks. Uh, other people will say that's not necessary, but I have signed listings, um, from people that I met getting my driver's license photo taken at the secretary of state. I've gotten a listing in the line for Baskin Robbins before because I looked young and they're like, why are you dressed up in a suit like that? And then I tell them my story about how I, you know, yeah. got into real estate helicopters and blah, blah, blah. Sell them over. Starter. <laughs> um, so, you know, dress up, keep your car clean. Um, if you have a great marketing program at your work, make sure that you know every single thing that's on there because most people lose listings to other agents that are more prepared Mm -hmm. because they understand, um, A, the tools that their company has to offer and B, how to use, you know, it sounds like cliche to say use social media, but I can show somebody my analytics from TikTok and say, I had, you know, 900,000 people watch this video of this house. And I know a hundred thousand of them were from Novi, Michigan. And 
you know, 50 of them, percent of them are male. And then I can go run a Facebook ad targeting the males from Michigan that, you know, like, yeah, had no to <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can get very specific with it. So you want to be able to really show that you, you truly can uh, have a, a higher likelihood that you'll be able to find a seller for their house than somebody that's just going to put the listing on the MLS and Zillow. Yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. How long have you been doing the, um, uh, using TikTok? Uh, I started it last year during the lockdown oh, nice. and I just yep. recycled old videos that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Cause those ones work just, really well. I mean, especially for, I think that the platform, I think a lot of that, cause a lot of your stuff is like all, I mean, I think your a lot of your stuff does really well on there. I haven't looked at yours, but I know just by the, the content that you already create, I already can tell it could do like do amazing. <laughs> I went from zero to like 36 or 34,000 followers in 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Um, I probably spent 25 grand, maybe four, maybe even 30 or 40 on Instagram over the last four years, they'll never get a dollar from me again. But um, to grow to 22,000 on Instagram, TikTok right. pays me per video now. Um, they haven't taken down any of my posts <laughs> for, you know, speaking my mind. So until yeah. that starts to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So when you first started out in real estate, did you get any advice from a mentor or anybody that you'd like to share with everybody? So I grew up with very great mentors from different businesses. Okay. Um, one of them is my business partner. I own two Airbnbs with right now. Um, he's the one that I uh, sold oh, yeah. his house that got me in the business. Okay. Um, and, you know, he he ran a plastics company, but he started out as uh, somebody that swept the floors at the plastic company until he was the CEO. Then he left, became, um, you know, opened his own plastics company and then sold that for a very large amount of money later on in life. And I learned a ton from that guy. Um, his name is Dave Doney. My other friend, Jim Blasius, owns an auto finance company. And I traveled uh, the world racing motorcycles with him and his family. Uh, and his son's one of my best friends. I've learned a ton from him. He was a guy that at eight years old had the largest paper route in the history of Oakland County and has done everything under the sun, mm -hmm. uh, you know, until he, you know, became very wildly successful in an auto finance company. Yeah. A um, couple other guys. And then in, in real estate, um, you know, there's a lot of things I would say I learned from Dan Gutfriend um, from a professionalism stand, standard and things that um, I thought would be good. But a lot of the stuff that I, I would say has made me most successful were things that I thought were obvious and no brainers to do that other people weren't doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like getting on Instagram earlier than people and making the videos. Yeah. You know, I would spend a thousand dollars on a video and this is like when I'm brand new and I have no sales yet. And people are like, you're spending way too much there. I get my videos for 200 bucks and I'm like, Oh, great. You know, yeah. Oh, you keep using that guy, yep. you know, yeah. and my video would get, you know, 400,000 more views mm -hmm. and it was way better. And then now all these people are using my guy too. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He does an awesome work. He does an awesome job. I, once I saw what he was doing, I was like, Oh dang. Yeah. Got him. We have fun. We make, <laughs> you know, we make the story. That's the, that's the yep. thing is the, the story and the editing is, is the really, the really fun part. There's people that do great. Like, cause there's a lot of people that do really good videos now. Yep. Um, and they, they transition them well and the song and the editing is good, but I still think that James does the best with the stories for the property. Yeah. yeah the stories, there's a, I kind of, I think that's kind of your brand. I mean, the stories on it because yeah, you don't definitely. see that anywhere else. <laughs> and, and it's just, and we never go there prepared other than I'll bring props from my basement from like Halloween Yeah, and, and then we just figure it out. How do you guys go about making the story? Do you walk through the property and be like, okay, this is a really cool idea. 
You guys just well, kind of like wing it. And I had the or? putter for Happy Gilmore. My mom got it for me um, on eBay. Yeah. So I had to, I had to wait until I had a, a property that was on a golf course to do that one. Mm-hmm. If the house has a lot of land, obviously we're going to do a helicopter scene. Yeah. Um, if the house has a shooting range, AR-15, um, which one of them did. Yep. I saw that one too. Yeah. So there's, there's two cuts of that video. And one of them's like very aggressive. I'm shooting a stuffed animal with the uh, tannerite <laughs> in it. And it, it's like the tannerite didn't explode, but I'm still shooting like a stuffed puppy. Yeah. And, uh, so the owner of my company, one of our agents, I don't know who complained to him and said, Hey, you know, Dylan's shooting an AR-15 at like a stuffed animal in a real estate video. And I was like, he's like, I'm not going to tell you to take it down because I love America. But if you get like really bad negative publicity for this, I'm going to have to fire you. I'm like, hey, if we get a bunch of free publicity from this, from somebody that's offended, we're going to sell the house. Yeah. Now, (laughs) the house in question was on the market with a different agent for two years. We took it over at the same price and sold it in under a month. Hmm. Um, And that video that I'm talking about got half a million views. And it was one of, it was my first biggest, most viral video that I'd ever had. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it's so crazy. your video paid off then. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a, what's the biggest, what's the most expensive listing you've done so far? Uh, had or sold? Uh, we'll just go with had. I mean, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it was 6 million, 6 million. Was that the one, was there, was that the one with the helipad? Like, um, no, we just got that. We had two, um, two that were big landing sites that we sold. One of them was in Heartland on 40 acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one was in Romeo on hundred acres. And they were both French country estates that were like, you know, eight to 15,000 square feet finished. Huh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, that's cool. Um, what do you got, what do you got planned for like your next, uh, five years? <clears throat> well, right now, um, we are growing the Airbnb portfolio. I would like to see that be able to pay me uh, a 100% livable income so that I can sell houses just for fun. Yeah. Um, and it already is fun for me. And I think that by the end of this year, I could do that. Yeah. But I also have kind of an expensive lifestyle with the helicopter, which yeah. I run a helicopter tour business to help offset the cost. Um, but I would like to own more multifamily uh, properties. And I would like to have... I mean, obviously just the, the monthly cash flow being at a, at a point and a level where I don't like, cause right now, you know, with the scamdemic that we had last year, um, <laughs> I see Brad's laughing, <laughs> uh, you know, with the scamdemic in February, I don't by by February, uh, you know, I, I had one sale and then like, you know, our genius of a governor decided to shut the whole economy down mm-hmm. and by May, I had only sold two houses in that time. And like, I still have, you know, a serious amount of expenses for someone my age because of the aviation stuff. Yep. Um, so I, I don't want to be in that position again, where, you know, fortunately, I, by the end of the year, I'd sold 40 homes, but, mm-hmm. you know, going from almost January to May without a paycheck was not that fun. Oh. I actually started selling PPE. One of my clients. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, one of my clients was flying 747s to China to pick up masks. And I'd go in and sell them to people and say, hey, I think these are idiotic. I don't think you actually need them, but you're going to need them for your business. So why don't you buy them from me? And that was my pitch. <laughs> and they bought them, right? 
I made enough to make all my bills just yeah. over, during those months um, doing that. And we would just, we would just laugh about it. I'd be like, yeah, this is so stupid. I can't believe that you're going to have to wear a muzzle to walk in and get a sandwich and you have to walk in. You just have to wear the muzzle for 20 feet until you sit down. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you called me, you're like, Hey, um, I got these. If you know anyone that needs to sell them, let me know <laughs> or needs to yeah. buy them. I remember that call. That was funny. <laughs> So that's awesome because especially uh, how many, uh, where are you guys, most of your Airbnbs are right now? So right now we have one on Lotus Lake, one on Cooley Lake. My girlfriend just got her first one on Crooked Lake. Mm-hmm. And then I live on Williams Lake and mine is going to be converted into one this year. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and that's just a, it's a very interesting business. It's very irritating from a standpoint of, um, it's like you almost don't ever have a vacation because you're always hosting somebody else's vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, you don't want to get the bad review. Right. So yeah. ideally I want to get that to enough income where I'm not the property manager. It's just hired out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I spent a lot of time last year, you know, I rent, I rent pontoon boats at the houses as well. So just filling up gas for the boats and, you know, doing a lot of things, the type of maintenance handyman work that I'm not qualified to do that I did just because it was expensive to hire somebody. Yeah. Uh, but I want to get rid of doing all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with everyone before we go? Uh, well, I want to say thank you for editing all my photos during, um, during the lockdown. Oh yeah. We did a lot that time. Didn't we? We did. Well, that's uh, how we, we met. I know. know? <laughs> uh, and I'm just telling you, the reason I, I started using you guys for everything was because the other company that I was using, they, they love lockdowns and masks and they want everybody to be in their house forever. I thought, so I was like, this is not what I want to support. <laughs> I remember yeah. you calling me. You're like, Hey, uh, can you help me out here? So I remember editing all those. We edited a lot. I remember, uh, but Hey, we got, we got the, the listings up and everything you needed. So that's all that mattered. And, yeah. The, <laughs> the funny part was, is day one of the actual, like, two weeks to flatten the curve where everybody was like trapped in their house. Um, or supposedly, yeah, I had a listing appointment for a million one and I was like, I'm not going to not go. And so, um, my house is on an all sports Lake in on Lakeville Lake up in like Romeo area or <clears throat> like Rochester Hills area. And so I fly there cause my, my, my mom was like, you're going to get pulled over. I'm like, well, nobody's pulling me over. No one's pulling over in the pool. (laughs) So we land in this tiny backyard. I mean, like it's like a lake lot. So, Oh yes. I remember, I remember seeing this and I was wondering, the lot's like 70 feet wide (laughs) and the helicopter, like wingspan blade span or whatever is like, I don't know, 45 feet. (laughs) And so we come in there and land and all the neighbors are like, you know, freaking out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then to get out of there, you actually have to fly backwards and then flip around because if not, the tail rotor will hit like a neighbor's house. Um, How close were the neighbors? Close enough. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And I probably landed there six times throughout the year. It wasn't as bad because that was February or March. Mm -hmm. And so like there weren't people out on the lake with the boats, but as soon as the helicopter fires up in somebody's backyard, every single boat pulls over there and you have like a spectator show yeah. and you like don't want to end up on video with the FAA saying, look at what this idiot just did. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like getting in and out of there really quickly. Yeah. Um, hoping like a beach ball doesn't hit the rotor blades. Um, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I think I saw, I saw that picture and I was like, how in the world? <laughs> yeah. That, that TikTok did pretty good actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, knock uh, your mad skills. Right well, there. how can uh, <laughs> how can people follow you and uh, get a hold of you? Follow me on uh, Instagram and TikTok, and you know, 
and everybody knows like six real estate agents and I understand that, but um, you know, if, if you're thinking of somebody that might be good for an extraordinary property um, or something outside of the normal area, you know, I love, I love to help even in people that are looking for doing stuff out of state. We have Sotheby's offices in every luxury market around the world. So, you know, if, if you're looking to buy Miami, Naples, Aspen, Vail, you know, um, in Atlanta, anywhere, we, we have a, a really good network of people. That's awesome. By the time this goes out, we have Miami opened up. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I was just down there and the mask Karens were out of control. Oh, yeah. I, thought, yeah, I thought we were the actually going to Florida for freedom. We needed to go uh, to Palm Springs or uh, Naples, I guess, or Sarasota if we wanted to avoid that. I felt like I was in trouble the whole time and it was you're spending a fortune to get yelled at. I'm going to use that term from now on. Mask yeah. Karens. <laughs> yeah, people overuse the word Nazi, so it's got to use Karen instead. Yeah, just completely cheapened the word. But everybody <laughs> in 2020 is a Nazi. It doesn't matter what you do. It's it's, it's a Karen's better unless your name's Karen. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, with that said, uh, thanks for being on, and um, we'll talk to you later. You guys have a good one. Bye. Yeah, bye. Hello. Hello. Are Hello? you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.